What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trey. Welcome back to The Renewed Studio. I'm so glad to have you here. At The Renewed Studio, we want to encourage rightly dividing the Word of God while biblically and critically thinking through the issues of the day, whatever they may be. Uh, with that being said, please hit that subscribe button so that way you can be notified whenever we go live or anytime we upload new content to the channel. <clears throat> please like and share uh, this channel also across your social media platforms. Uh, we want to minister to as many people as possible, um, especially if you find that this channel has been a blessing to you. Um, also, make sure you put your comments, questions, prayer requests, testimonies in the chat. Uh, I would love to hear from you. Um, I want this to be a dialogue where I can learn from you as you're learning from me. Uh, we can learn from one another. Uh, if those of you have disagreements, I want to hear your perspectives. Um, I'm not so arrogant to think that I've figured everything out. Um, or that there isn't another valid perspective than my own. Um, so please put your, your comments in the chat so that way um, I can hear from you and we can kind of have some feedback or we can have some dialogue back and forth in the chat. All right, so we've been uh, pressing forward in um, our newest installment for our Christian Foundation series. Uh, this new installment, we're dealing with the fruit of the spirit. Uh, we've done the first two, the love as well as joy. Um, and today we want to move on to the next one. I just want to remind everyone that you know, the fruit of the Spirit, again, um, are, uh, are attributes that are given to us by the Holy Spirit. Um, and so as, uh, as we're saved, as we have given our life over to Christ, uh, this really is the character. These really are the characteristics that the Holy Spirit is doing in us. Um, and so as we're going through these, just do some self-reflection. I have to do this every time I study um, of whether or not uh, this fruit of the Spirit is apparent in my life. And so I encourage you to do the same thing. Is this fruit of the Spirit apparent in your life? Um, is it something that you need to grow in? Or is it something that you uh, have been demonstrating pretty consistently and can help someone else grow in, right? That's the the, the job of, of, of Christian to Christian relationship um, isn't just in getting from 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 God, but is also in helping others, right, and giving and, and feeding into others. So we get fed and then we also feed others. Uh, we get blessed and then we bless others. We learn new things and then we teach those things to others, right? And so it should be um, a relationship where we're learning from one another, we're strengthening one another, and we're encouraging one another. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into, uh, into what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, so we start off, as always, with our scripture uh, coming from uh, Galatians 5, 22 through 23, which says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. And so these here really are the attributes that the Spirit of God is doing on the inside of us. Um, as we've said before, when we come to Christ, we're coming from a sinful nature. We've learned how to do things uh, through a sinful perspective or through a carnal perspective, a worldly perspective. Uh, we've learned how to interpret things based on that perspective. We've learned how to handle things based on that perspective. When we come to Christ, the Holy Spirit has to do a work in us so that we don't fall back onto those carnal, sinful things that we used to do, uh, which is a life that led us away from the kingdom of God, as we also talked about a few weeks ago. We want to uh, allow the Spirit of God to change us and to form us and to give us those characteristics um, and those that, percep that perception and that heart that lead us towards the kingdom of God and can help others get towards the kingdom of God as well. Uh, we saw where 
Paul in the same book of Galatians uh, 5 and 19 talks about uh, what the works of the flesh are. And he says they're obvious. There's sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things as I warned you before that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, so it's very clear. We can see the, very, the difference in the two. We have one uh, where it's all about selfishness and selfish gain, and we have the fruits of the Spirit, uh, which is not about selfish gain, right? Um, and so these are the fruits, or these are the attributes that we as believers want to take on and want to demonstrate in the world because we are representatives of Christ in the world. And so when people see us, uh, what they should be seeing is a work that the Holy Spirit has done in us, right? Not because we're so good, but because the Holy Spirit's work in us is so good and has made us uh, to be representative of the life-changing power that can be found in Christ Jesus. And so remember, there are two uh, uh, things that we need to remember and keep in, in, in the forefront of our mind about the fruit of the Spirit. Number one, that the fruit of the Spirit is the result of the Holy Spirit working in you, right? And two, it is the proof that the Spirit of God lives in you. And so we've said this before, that what we see from the uh, with the fruit of the Spirit is that these are not things that we do for ourselves or that we do in ourselves. Uh, rather, this is a work that the Holy Spirit does in us. It is the changing of the way that we uh, operate. It's the way. It's the changing of the way that we perceive. It's the changing in our motivations for doing the things that we do. Uh, that's a supernatural occurrence inside of every believer uh, who is submitted to Jesus Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit. And then number two is the proof that you are actually filled or that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Some people will point to gifts and say, well, you're gifted at doing this and you're gifted at doing that. And so that's because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Some traditions will point to speaking in tongues and say that's the evidence that uh, the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. However, scripturally, scripturally speaking, the evidence that the Spirit of God is living inside of you is that you are bearing the fruit. That you are bearing that love, that joy, that peace, that patience, that kindness, that gentleness, that self-control, that faithfulness, right? That you're able to demonstrate and live out those in a genuine sense is proof that the Spirit of God is living in you and that He uh, is changing or has changed you. Amen. All right. So today we're going to be talking about peace. We're going to be talking about the fruit of the Spirit, peace. We talked about love and uh, we talked about joy. And so this week, uh, we want to talk about peace. So here's what we need to know about biblical peace. Biblical peace uh, is that, number one, Jesus is the Lord of peace. All right, we want to keep that in our mind, that Jesus is the Lord of peace. And when we talk about biblical peace, we have to, I always want to emphasize that because, again, these words can be very fluid um, when it comes to different cultures and countries and things of that nature. So we're talking about biblical peace and what and what that means. So biblical peace, we understand that the, that Jesus is the Lord of peace. Uh, we understand that that biblical peace is attained by keeping our minds on Jesus. Um, it is an attribute that is valued by God. Peace is. It is an attribute that's valued by God, and it is necessary for the unity um, within the body of Christ. 
Uh, so let's get into our scriptures for today. So we have Second Thessalonians 3 and 16 that says, May the Lord of peace. So here we see uh, we're talking about Jesus here that may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. And so one of the things that I love about the scripture and we see it a lot in Paul's writing is that he always takes time to pray for the people that he's writing to. He's not just preaching at them, uh, but he will write and he will, you know, he may be correcting something or he may be informing the, uh, the, the audience that's listening to his letters. But at the end, he's always ending with a prayer. And his prayer to the Thessalonian church here is that the Lord of peace would give them peace at all times and in every way. And so it's very important that as we are interacting with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, that one of the prayers that we want to pray for each other is that the is that the Lord of peace will give us peace in all things. We live in a very fast changing world. We live in a world that has all kinds of things happening, good and bad. Uh, we live in a world uh, where, th where you know, our norms can change just like that. Stock markets can crash just like that, right? Uh, wars can break out just like that. Uh, there are all kinds of uh, uh, events that can happen that rattle humanity. Um, and what we need to be as believers are not people who give in to the rattling, right? We, not, we don't need to be the people who give in to uh, the conspiracy theories. We don't need to be the people uh, who are giving in to the mass hysteria. But we need to be the people who have that peace, who are able to demonstrate that peace in at all times and in every way so that again when people ask and wonder why aren't you freaking out like everyone else or why aren't you you know acting like everyone else we can then point to jesus and say it's because of the god that we serve right we serve the lord of peace and he's given us peace at all times and in every way let's go to our next scripture <clears throat> isaiah 26 and 3 says you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. This is one of my favorite uh, songs. Like there's a song out called Perfect Peace. It's one of my absolute favorite songs uh, because it's completely correct that when we keep our minds on Jesus, that he will then keep us in perfect peace. He will keep us in perfect peace because again, we remember that he is in control. God is in control of everything. And so, again, while people around us may be going, may be going haywire and losing their minds, uh, we don't have to lose our minds because we serve the God who is in control. Even in tough times, uh, he's given us a peace uh, because we trust in him. We trust that he's going to bring us through it. Right. We trust that he's going to deliver us from those troubles. But even if he doesn't, we trust that he's going to keep us strengthened in those troubles. Right. Because our minds are stayed on him, we can have that perfect peace. Our next scriptures comes from Matthew uh, 5 and 9. It says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. This scripture here really helps us understand how God values peace, right? Those of us who are, are who are peacemakers, who are not contributing to the strife. I mean, if we take, for example, our political division that we have in, in, in the country of America right now, uh, there are so many areas of strife politically. Um, and unfortunately, many Christians, many Christian leaders, many churches, many organ Christian organizations have decided to step into that fray and not be voices of peace, but have become voices of division and dissension um, and all kinds of foolishness. 
Jesus Jesus teaches us here in Matthew that God's that the that that God calls the sons of God those who are peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. We should be people who are promoting peace. We should be the people who are working towards peace. We should be the people who are demonstrating peace, not demonstrating the kinds of vitriol um, and the kinds of division that we're seeing out here in our political world. Uh, and then our last scripture comes from Colossians 3, 12 and 15. It says, therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity, and let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts and be thankful. And what we see here in Colossians is that Paul was writing uh, the Colossians uh, and talking really about that unity within the body of Christ and talking about how love and how that peace is important to maintain unity within the body of Christ. One of the things that Jesus prayed for the church was when he prayed to the Father, he prayed that the church would be one uh, even as the Son and the Father were one, right? Even as he and, and the Father were one. The thing that Jesus has always wanted for the church is that the church be one, right? It doesn't mean sameness. And that's something that we need to talk about. And we may elaborate that on, in, in another video, that unity doesn't mean sameness. Like we don't all have to look the same. We don't all have to sound the same. But there should be unity within the body of Christ, unity in love and also unity in purpose, right? We're worshiping the same God. And for the same purpose, we have the same hope, that is, which is the salvation that is in Christ Jesus. Um, and so peace is a very important part of achieving that unity that needs to be within the body of Christ. Um, and so as always, uh, I want to end this by praying for those who don't know you, who don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Um, and then I also want to pray for those of us who do, but may be struggling with this peace um, that that we need in, in in our lives that comes from the Holy Spirit. Uh, so right now I'm going to pray. I want to pray with and for those of you who may be watching who don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Um, again, we believe as Christians that uh, that the Father sent the Son, the Son being Jesus, uh, to die on the cross for our sins. Uh, because of the fall of Adam um, and Eve, we are all born as sinners, and we couldn't pay that penalty for ourselves. The Bible says that the wages of sinners is death. Um, and so the Father, the scripture says that for God so loved the world, this is John 3 16, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, uh, that whosoever believeth on him should not would not perish, but would have everlasting life. And so we as Christians believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and then on the third day the Father rose him up. Uh, from the grave with all power in his hands that he is now sitting at the right hand of the father um, and because we believe this uh, we also uh, um, accept jesus as our lord and as our savior um, so the bible says that if we confess with our mouths the lord jesus and believe in our heart that that god raised him from the dead that we would be saved and so i just want to lead you in that prayer Father, I pray, Lord God, but come before you in Jesus' name. First of all, just giving you praise and glory because you are amazing and you are wonderful. 
Lord, I want to pray for anyone who's watching this video who doesn't know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, um, who recognizes that they are a sinner, anyone that you may be touching right now, who now recognizes that they are living a life of sin and that they need to accept Jesus's uh, sacrifice on the cross and believe in their heart that you raised them from the dead uh, so that they can be saved. Lord God, I pray that you will impress upon their hearts to do that, to confess their sins to you. Um, and then to believe in their hearts that you raised Jesus from the dead after paying for our sins on the cross and that they would accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Um, I thank you for anyone who prayed that prayer in earnesty, uh, who believes in their heart the things that your word says um, and has accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And then I pray, Lord God, for those of us who already know you, but who may be struggling uh, with this peace, who may have allowed the cares of the world to rob us of our peace or may have allowed our political affiliations to to take us away from being peacemakers or or who just, again, because of things that we have experienced, have just kind of lost that peace and given into some other things, given into some strife. I pray, Father God, that you, hallelujah, through your Holy Spirit, would fill us with your peace, your perfect peace. Help us to keep our mind on you, Lord God, and help us to be peacemakers in whatever environment we're in. Help us to keep that goal in mind. We thank you and we praise you that it is through your spirit that you equip us with all that we need. We're not out here trying to live on our own, but we're living based on your grace, based on your mercy, uh, and based on your strength. I thank you and I praise you uh, for the testimonies of salvation and the testimonies of restoration and the testimonies of peace uh, that passes all understanding. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' precious, wonderful name. Amen and amen. All right, with that being said, I look forward to seeing everyone next time. Uh, we're going to continue on through the fruits of the Spirit uh, and uh, continue on with our installment for Christian Foundations. With that being said, keep praying for somebody. Find someone to pray to pray for and to pray with, uh, to encourage, um, and I pray the same for you. All right, everybody, take care.